Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Captain Jack, as always. Jack, this is the last Reformatory episode of 2022. Yes. Just had to, had to, had to, got him. Just had to, you know, had to, little, little pregnant pause, Mm -hmm. as Papa Sproul would say. There's power in the pregnant pause. (laughs) Uh, Just had to build some suspense there. Right. But Jack, we have, uh, we've had a whole, a whole nother year of podcasting about the local church. Yeah. Um, And I have enjoyed, I've enjoyed it all, my friend. Yes. It's it's been been awesome. It's always a fun time talking about the local church, how we can encourage people to get involved with their local churches and also to just be a part of them, more That's involved. Right. Yeah. Having the local church central to their lives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jack, let's let's talk about that for a second, because I think a lot of folks might not understand what we mean when we say the local church should be central mm-hmm. to who you are. Right. When, when when we say that, what are we what are we talking about? Yeah, I think that we're talking about the fact that um, you're prioritizing your local church body of believers that you belong to as a member. Um, So we do believe in church membership. Um, If you want more discussions on church membership, you can send us a message on the sociables. Totally. Um, Because we can definitely go into that. But I think Josh, both and I agree that church membership is vital uh, to having at your local church because it identifies who your who the actual believers are in your church, and also kind of this covenanting kind of language that yeah. is used in a sense as well too, but also that goes in part with, um, you know, how your local pastors who do who do your local pastors care for, um, mm-hmm. who do we serve in the local church, and it's mostly the members, you know, um, so yeah, I think part of it is. They're your family. The local right. church is your family. So how do you prioritize the family of believers that you are involved with as a Christian in your local 
city, town, county, rural area, if you will, city. Um, how do you do that? You know, how do you do what the epistle to the Hebrews talks about is not forsaking meeting, but always trying to seek after meeting with one another, always seeking after to encourage one another, um, observing the Lord's day. Um, you know, how are you seeking to get fed by your local pastors? Are your local pastors shepherding you in this way that encourages you in the faith? Um, all that stuff. So I think making the local church central to your life basically means how are you just prioritizing your family, Mm, (laughs) your spiritual family? You do have a physical family, and I think that's that's another important part of it. But your spiritual family, your brothers and sisters in Christ, how are you prioritizing them? And your local body right. in those certain ways. Yeah, no, 100% cosign on that. I, I think a lot of people hear that and they're like, well, I mean, Christ and his word should be central to who we are. And yes, of course, 100%. Jack and I are not at all saying that that, that the script gets flipped there. However, yeah. what we are saying is that if you are making Christ and his word central to who you are, naturally, his people, your local church, mm-hmm. is going to be the manifest, one of the primary, if not the primary manifestation of that. Right. It's, it's, it's going to result in a life that loves God's people because you love God. Right. You can't claim that you love Christ and yet despise the people that Christ uh, uh, purchased, that, yeah. that he sacrificed himself for. Right. Yeah. So when we talk about making the local church central, we are talking about making Christ central. Yeah. Right. Because we see we see those things as 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 inseparable. You yeah. can't separate those two things, right? And Jack talked about a lot of ways that you do that. You prioritize, uh, first and foremost, gathering on the Lord's Day. You prioritize uh, the Lord's Day service and gathering with your people, right? That's primary. That's That, that should be of utmost importance to us in our lives, right? We also pri- uh, prioritize service, right? Giving of our time, of our treasure, and our talents, you know, however the Lord uh, has, has given you the ability to do that in the certain stage of life that you're in, you make that priority, Mm-hmm. Right, that your the good of your church, right, the good of the people that are in your life that encompass your local church, uh, that is the primary way that you show your your allegiance to Christ, your love for Christ, and how Christ has loved you is that you love His people, mm-hmm. right? So when we talk about making the local church central, that's what we're talking about. It's not somehow, you know. Um, elevating some sort of building or social construct over the person of Christ. It's not at all what what, what we mean. We talk about yeah. your love for Christ is shown and manifested in the way that you love his people yeah. primarily. Yeah. Right? And then obviously sharing the gospel right, with those around you, uh, working hard, loving your family, uh, you know, in, in many, many other ways. But one of the primary ways is by making the local church, the gathering of God's people, the ones that you have committed to in in covenant relationship, right? Making those the primary recipients of of that love, of that commitment, right? So that's what we're talking about. So, uh, and I, I think that's a good segue, good segue, just to kind of speak to the tone of what what we're wanting to cover in this ep, and that it's it's the last ep of 2022, right? We've had a hard couple of years, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we, Jack and I just wanted to talk about, uh, just, just 
the love that we have for the local church, why we make that our mission on this podcast and want to encourage you in your love for it too. And that we're, we're looking at a new year. We're looking at a new year that brings its own joys and its own, its own sorrows and its own things that cause us, you know, excitement cause us, uh, you know, cause us anxiety, whatever it is. And the local church is still there. The local church should still be primary. Mm -hmm. Right. But before we get into that, Jack, we're not going to leave our people hanging. Oh yeah, right. We got to <laughs> we, we got we got to do some business. All right, <laughs> some business. We got to do we got to do some business here, Jack. Uh, why don't you give us the final reformatory oh cigar of the week for the year twenty twenty two? In the year of our Lord twenty twenty two. Year of our Lord twenty twenty two. So we are finishing off uh, with a cigar um, by Tatuaje. Tatuaje. It is uh, Tatuaje, if you don't know. The proprietor is Pete Johnson. Um, Little Pete. <laughs> he, uh, he has been in the cigar industry for a long time. Um, and he started this company because primarily he loves cigars and he wanted to make good cigars. Kind of in that same vein from like Cuba and stuff like that. Get back to that heritage. Um, and the dude is tatted. He has both sleeves, full-on sleeves. Mm. So he's like, I'll call this company Tatuaje. Why um, not? Spanish for tattoo. Yeah. So uh, this cigar is the Tatuaje Havana 4 Verico Blue Number 2. That is... And that sounds like a cologne. Dude. That sounds like, <laughs> that sounds like a, men's, a men's fragrance. <laughs> number 2. So, it's like, I feel like Johnny Depp should be playing a guitar like so, while... <laughs> advertising this cigar <laughs> somehow you bring up a good point because i've been watching like these little like youtube videos about yep. like good cologne <laughs> and some somebody put up somebody put up saying like you should buy this cologne called paco raban or something like that and it looks like a gold brick or something. um i guess it's called one million like, paco like, ooh, ooh, paco what, raban one ooh, million what are you wearing um, mm, paco <laughs> so anyway this is the tatuaje havana Four, if I if I get my, hopefully I get my Roman numerals correct. A V a, a V and an I is a four, or is that a six? That's a six. Okay, so six. so well 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 it well where's the where's the I? Is it before the V or after? After the V. That's a six. Then. Okay, yeah. so excuse me, pardon my French or pardon my Latin. Pardon, pardon his Latin numerals. Yeah, um, it is the Tatuaje Havana Six Verico Blue at number two. Anyway, this is a cigar that has. Uh, I mean, basically, it's a lot of Nicaraguan tobacco, as per usual, like we yes. do on this show. We like our Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah, we This do. primarily, uh, it does have uh, a Nicaraguan Corojo 99 Rosado wrapper. Um, that is some really good tobacco, um, per usual, uh, from these companies. Um, like I said, Corojo 99 wrapper, Rosado, binders, Nicaraguan fillers, Nicaraguan as well, too. I'm smoking the Robusto Extra Vitola. Mm -hmm. um, MSRP, anywhere between, I would say, 10 to $12, kind of within that range. So a little bit cheaper than our last cigar, yeah, which was the um, Room 101 13th, yeah, 13th Anniversary Cigar. So... Anyway, uh, so far, I'm about the first third in going into the second third. Um, pretty on the medium side, I would say. Um, it's got some different notes here and there. Nothing really stands out, but I would say it's a good cigar if you're 
kind of starting out your cigar journey or if you kind of want something on the little medium side your journey. Uh, your and cigar not getting journey. <laughs> yeah, and not getting it's like pilgrim's progress <laughs> your cigar we journey. are you know who we are dude in the cigar in the cigar journeys you know who we are in the in the cigar pilgrim's progress oh boy we are evangelist that's who we are we are pointing people to the wicked gate <laughs> that's what we're doing we're pointing people out of the city of destruction <laughs> That's that's. Oh, I dude. feel like you. I feel like every dude. episode, Josh tries to sneak in a Pilgrim's Progress kind of. I love deep Pilgrim's cut. Progress. Some, of it. but yes, that's <laughs> anyway. who we are, though. Anyway, this cigar is pretty good uh, so far. Um, like I said, it's got some hints of pepper, um, kind of graham crackery here and there. Yeah, some bread here and there as well too. Um, nothing super stand outish about it, but still pretty good. Um, is not gonna necessarily knock you off your seat, but. I would say a good steady cigar to smoke on and enjoy. So, there we go. There you go. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks, possibly for the first time. That is the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack, my man. Yes, sir. Once more into the fray. <laughs> Once more. I don't know the rest of it. Something, something <laughs> to the something I, I've never known, or something. I don't know. Anyway, it is the last step, last step of twenty twenty two. How has this year been for you, Jack? Uh, in terms of, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super talking. I guess life in general, but more local church focus. Hmm. When you think about your year with the local church, yeah. How how how's how's this year been for you? This this year's had a lot of changes for you. Uh, to a certain effect. Right. Um, so let's see this year. I think we kind of the, like, uh, last year towards the end of last year in 2021, we joined a new local church. Yeah, that's right. Moved over, yeah. became members. And then this is kind of like our settling, I guess, year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had expressed, we had tried to start up a, a community group. Uh, our community group leaders actually moved, to oh. South Carolina. Oh, and so wow. we were kind of in a waiting period to start up our community group. And we finally did this last fall. Nice. So, uh, I'm leading, I love community groups, man. I, I lead a community I'm a group, big small group guy. It's, you know what? I think from previous community groups, it's way more focused on the word. Yeah. It's way more focused on how can we kind of dig deeply, richly into the text that we've gone over yeah. the last within our sermon series not focusing so much on what our pastor has said from that sermon, but really what the word has communicated to us. And we just have a really solid group of believers. Um, I love it. Shares their life, uh, shares wisdom, uh, shares their up and down, you know, moments in life and whatnot. And so I don't think, I don't want to (laughs) glamorize community group ministry necessarily, but I think it is important to the local church yeah, no, um, absolutely. to encourage each other, especially through ups and seasons that are up and down and whatnot. And so, um, but yeah, we started that out. Um, I had, I started to write some devotional stuff for my local church. We've gone through the book of, I wouldn't say the book of the epistle to the Galatians. Um, and so I have written a couple devotionals uh, for that sermon series. We're doing it in two parts. We just finished up uh, the first half of Galatians, and then we pause for our Advent series that we're just going through right now and finishing up, and then we'll start back up after January. We're doing a series on prayer and kind of focusing on that, basically focusing on the Lord's Prayer primarily. Nice. Cool. Uh, um, and so <clears throat> focusing on that, 
And then we'll go back into Galatians after January. That will lead us up all the way after Easter. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we're doing a series on the Apostles' Creed. Interesting. So we're going to kind of look at the Apostles' Creed and then kind of almost do like a expository kind of series in that. And then I know we're going into Acts as well, too, and whatnot. And Acts. So, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, nice. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot of good things that are happening on the church front. We have helped out uh, some Afghan refugees. This year was really, uh, I would say the last year, uh, going into this year, has been really tough, not only on the people of Afghanistan, but also on the people of Ukraine. Sure, sure. Um, we've had uh, people come over that are my wife's step uh, brothers and sisters come over from Ukraine and settle here, helping them out, also helping out uh, some families, bringing a whole Afghan church, actually, out of the refugee camp that they were over in, I think in the Middle East somewhere when they left Afghanistan and helping them out as well too. So we have some local families within the Puget Sound that we've been helping out who are Afghans, who are Christians. Um, It is so encouraging to see their faith and just to hear where they've been. Um, I can kind of connect with them a little bit more because I've been to Afghanistan in my previous career as a junior army officer. Um, (laughs) So yeah, that is... That's been really encouraging to see them come to be a part of the local church. Yeah. Um, to really start to learn the scriptures in this way that kind of they've never experienced before. Mm. They just have never experienced this way in which you're not threatened to be killed. Sure. On a 24 hour basis. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from the Taliban. So that has been super encouraging to see their faith um, play out. And to just help them in small little ways, whether by giving them local church members, giving them and gifting them a car or gifting them furniture or whatnot. Uh, We've been doing that. Dude, isn't it so isn't it so interesting? And I hate the word inspirational because it's so (laughs) overused. But but I think really, really eye opening and I will say encouraging to see and to experience local church contexts that are not here in America, right? Because look, we talk about, we talk a lot about the local church on this podcast as we should, right? But all the experience Jack and I have with local church is what we know, right? And it's here in America, right? And it's a very specific, uh, it's a very specific flavor, if -hmm. if, if I can use that crass of a word, I suppose, uh, of the local church, right? And we have, we have issues in America that are unique to us and we have good things in America that, that, that we don't have to worry about, right? But it's always so interesting to me. When I speak to uh, Christians, my brothers and sisters that come from a local church context that is so different than mine. Yeah. Right. Especially those that worship and serve and do all the things that Jack and I talk about, you know, you know, talk about on this podcast within the context of this. This could get me killed. Mm-hmm. This could send me to jail. Yeah. I could be separated from my family yeah. and from my community if people found out that, that that's what we're doing, right? Yeah. And it's always so interesting. It's, it's encouraging, one, like you just said, to see their faith and to see their commitment to Christ because their commitment to Christ is actually requiring something of them, Yeah, right? And the the majority of the the the... the 
backlash uh, isn't just like you know mean comments or you know getting you know blacklisted or whatever it is like like we experience here in America. Yeah. Like they're under threats of real violence. Yeah. Right. And to still see their faith and their commitment to the gospel, their commitment to to each other, their commitment to gathering. Yeah. Right. And to see the context in which they gather in homes, like in catacombs. Right. Right. In these in these places where you're yeah. like, it does not matter where we are. If we have each other, this is the church. We are the church. Yeah. It's so encouraging. And it's so it really does inspire just a a love for the local church even more when you when you kind of pull yourself out of the the Americanized context that we're in. And and honestly, it's hard to do because this is where we live, right? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 you know, I'm thankful to live in America. I'm really glad I live here. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm thankful to the Lord for putting me here. But the local church isn't exclusive to America. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The God's people are everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when you have the opportunity to speak to someone that that came from a completely different context than you did, and you still have that unity. You still have that thing that connects you. Yeah. That is a bond stronger than anything. Dude, that, that that's tops, dude. Like that is a little, a little taste of heaven. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. No, and I mean, we saw it too, like with the Rus- the Russo-Ukrainian war that happened. You saw a lot of Christians just going into like bomb shelters and yeah. subway areas to like have, you know, Lord's Day service down there. Sure. Um, if In Afghanistan, it was way more, you had to be secretive. I, I yeah. can recommend one new documentary that came out that's called Retrograde. It's on Disney Plus, um, on the National Geographic side of that platform, um, but it basically chronicles what happened when we took American forces out of Afghanistan and what it looked like to the Afghan forces. Oh, interesting. And so it kind of walks with some special forces teams and then also primarily an Afghan general in the Helmand province area, which is western Afghanistan. Yeah. So it's it's difficult. There's no doubt about it. It is difficult that I don't think any American has experienced on that kind of level before. Um, but when you get to have that kind of scent of what it is to taste kind of unabashed, um, free and open worship without threat, of being killed yeah, and you're really safe. Like we've heard this from the Afghan families. Like this is the first time they felt safe to be a Christian and to worship Man, and to just like that's not have any of those kind of shackles or weights put on them yeah. in that time. It's, it's eye opening. Um, and it gives you a different perspective that helps you in your faith too. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, it should make you way more thankful for the freedom that we have. Yeah. To worship, right, and that God, in His grace, has given us uh, at least, at least so far, mm-hmm. an environment to where we can worship without without having to worry about that. Yeah, right. And and again, you know, I, I, we've talked about this before. I do think that that level of freedom has its downsides too. Sure, I it think does. it does. Yeah, I think there's a lot of complacency that happens within the American church because of the freedoms that we have. Yeah. However, I am very thankful for it, and I think when you have that experience to, you know, talk to a, a family that a, a Christian family from Russia or from um, you know uh, uh, Afghanistan or any other countries that that you know uh, North Korea right is another one. Um, 
it's eye opening yeah. and, and it really does increase your thankfulness as it should for the freedom that we have here to worship God in the way that the way that the, the, in the way that we can yeah. <laughs> without without that fear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are some things that have been happening in my local church. Really thankful for um, and that we're doing. And then. Yeah, kind of just trucking along in that arena. I know. Um, with you, there's always been, <laughs> there's been some changes obviously throughout the year and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. And how have you gone through this year? How have those changes to where you're at as far as your local church goes? What's been happening there? How have you been kind of working through those things throughout the year? Yeah. No, I think, I think this year has really been a year of the Lord being very faithful to my wife and I in showing us the love that he has for us through the context of his people. Mm. Right. Cause last year, 2021 was a really rough year. Yeah. And then I was, I was pastor in a church. Um, and just, just like many, uh, in that same role, uh, last year and 2020, um, it was rough. Pastoring through COVID was really rough. Mm. It was one of the, if not the hardest thing I've ever had to do um, and required, you know, at the end of all of all of the, all of the drama required, like I needed a break. Yeah. You know, I need, I needed a break. Like just, just how, how things worked out. Um, so going on that sabbatical, I think had multiple, there were multiple things that, that <laughs> there were multiple things I had to deal with there. There yeah. is a feeling of failure. Feeling of 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 regret, um, definitely anger. Yeah. Um, the Lord, you know, worked on my heart and had to work on my heart and continues to work on my heart uh, through a lot of anger, a lot of sadness and grief. Um, but the Lord, th- just He is so gracious and He is so good that He He brought my wife and I to a place to where we are now. Uh, to where we are surrounded by people that love us unconditionally mm. and that love us in a way almost, I don't mean to sound dramatic, but like love us in a way that I had forgotten mm. was possible yeah. in the local church. Yeah. Right. And it's free of expectation, free of like, you know, you know, your our love for you is contingent on, you know, what you do here. Right. Yeah. Or how well you do. Right. And that they are some of the, at my local church, Redeemer in Cedar Willie, Washington. They're some of the realest people that I've ever met. Mm. They're the most down-to-earth people. Uh, primarily blue-collar. So it, it fits my, my you know, personal, uh, you know, I, I, I connect, I connect, just because of my upbringing, I connect with that community so much easier than other communities that, that I have, I've, I've pastored in. Yeah. Right. And this church, I love this church, Reformed Baptist Church. The people are amazing. Um, and it has it has been just an experience of the Lord showing showing me one, Josh, like I'm not I'm not done with you. Yeah. You still have work to do. Yeah. Right. And you still have people that you can invest in. And here's people that will invest in you, mm. right? And just the healing and joy that has come from investing back into the local church 
and getting to know people and and truly allowing allowing myself to be known for mm. just who God has made me. Yeah. Right. Flaws and all. And just being accepted, you know, into that family. It's just it's just been an experience like 20. It has been it's been great. It has really just warmed my heart in in uh, and begun to soften soften those edges. I think that that still remained, you yeah. know, from the the from the COVID years and just the ridiculously difficult situations that myself and I know countless other pastors had to go through. Yeah. Um yeah, the Lord's just been really gracious, man, and just provided us with a local church that we love, that loves us. Uh, I'm getting into, uh, men's ministry. Like I'm starting up, you know, you know, guys nights every, you know, every month. And we're, um, you know, going into the membership and then, uh, uh, this, you know, probably more than likely, uh, you know, Lord willing, if, if all plans go the way that they should hopping, hopping back in, in, into pastoral ministry. Um, you know, and I think the Lord n- knew that I needed a break, but he also knew, I think, what I needed personally to get to the place to where uh, I, I, I'm i ready to get back in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and he's he's provided that in this church. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm extremely grateful to the Lord for his provision, his love and his care for uh, for me, for my for my wife. And uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been a very joyous year. It's been a it has been a a a bomb to the soul, especially after the couple of years that we had early in the twenty twenties. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was walking with Josh through those years, and I will say you you were man, you were right. It there. was yeah. I think that all of us can agree those years were tough on everybody in certain yeah. ways. Um, but man, it's been so good to see the Lord kind of tarry with you in these ways. Yeah, and I think for both of us, it's a it's a way in which we step back. And kind of needed that kind of time of healing. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, and then also a time, too, where I think that based upon where we were at, we've stepped back into roles that we were kind of doing already yeah. in our previous context. So, yeah, that's been good um, just to see, like, I don't know. I I think I've always aspired. I use that word quite a bit. I aspire to be... <laughs> an elder or I aspire to do these things or to encourage people in these different ways. Right. And to see your local church kind of encourage you in that and kind of also validate you in that aspiration is just really, it's great. So it is. Yeah. And it's encouraging. Like I think there's a, there's, there's a deep longing and sense that I think all of us have to, we, we want to be wanted. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. want community, I think, yeah. deep down. Like, uh-huh. we want that sense of security and that... I think we long to belong to something, right? And the local church, I think, I think is and, and, and continues to be, for me, the place where where I find that, you know? And, and I think the Lord is very gracious to continue that in, yeah. in, in my life. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just extremely thankful to him. Uh, and, and to those that, you know, that, that are around me that continue to just encourage, just, just encourage that, just bring basic encouragement. Right. And uh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's the way it should be. And, and that's just kind of what this year has brought for me for, and for my wife and just, 
yeah, I'm just I'm I'm very encouraged and and I'm thankful to the Lord for the provision. I definitely am. But Jack, as we as we round out the app, as we round out this year, yeah. Um, what's some encouragement that you have to our listeners uh, as to how they can uh, better and 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 be 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 even more encouraged than they are now uh, in the local church that 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 they have committed to. Yeah, I would say that a lot of encouragement happens for me, and I would say I would I would kind of um, <laughs> I would extol you to really focus on that time that you have with your local church when you're hopefully taking communion together. Mm. Um, communion has been a reoccurring theme yeah. with you over this year. You really <laughs> like. How like your church's community and 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 I'm not I'm not that's I'm not throwing shade like I think that's awesome but yeah. but I have noticed that that is that is one of your favorite parts about your local church yeah and I think because it's the way in which we point back to a very communal very familial dynamic that communion has that we're gathering we have we gather around a physical table and we take the elements the sacraments together. Um, and we partake in the Lord's Supper together. And so just that way in which we do it is just very encouraging because I talk about it every Sunday if I'm, you know, kind of leading, you know, partaking of the Lord's Supper at a table. Yeah. And it's a way in which, you know, it's a sign and seal. I talk about this a lot and our church talks about it a lot with the ordinances. It's a sign and a seal in a way that it's a sign of the Lord's death. It's a sign that Jesus has come to us that he's paid for our sin, that he's taken away our guilt and shame, but it's also this seal that he'll never leave us or forsake us, that we'll be perpetually around a table mm. some way, in one form or the other, either temporarily or forever. Yeah, We'll be around either a table together, uh, partaking of the Lord's Supper, or we'll be at his table forever um, with the other saints and him at it. So I really focus in a lot on that. So hopefully you have a church that does that versus um, I know some other churches do it in a way that is familial, but maybe different, but um, gathering together around a table with other brothers and sisters at your local church and just encouraging them. Uh, if there's a way that you do that, or even just a way in which that you can invite other people over and do that, I would kind of, yeah, push you towards doing that more and more often because I think, yeah. Um, more and more people need that kind of encouragement as they go through these kind of trying times in these last couple of years and then coming out of the last couple COVID years and then even into kind of a, an unknown dynamic. So, yeah, yeah. no, I think that was great, man. Yeah. I think, I think my encouragement to you listeners, I think comes in maybe one or two ways. One, if if you are in your local church, do not underestimate, nor should you devalue your service mm. and your commitment to your local church. Yeah. That your father in heaven loves a cheerful giver, right? And you giving of your time, your commitment to your local church is something that makes your father in heaven smile. Yeah. And one of the greatest things that you can do with your life as a Christian is to be 
a source of encouragement and truth to your brothers and sisters in your local church. Mm. No matter how that looks like for you, maybe you don't have a lot of time, but the Lord has has, has blessed you with maybe finances, all right? And you give to the local church generously, all right? The Lord loves that. Maybe you are uh, one that, you know, doesn't have a lot of finances, but is good with your hands, right? The Lord loves your service. Maybe you don't have either of those things, but you've got time, mm-hmm. right? And you can write letters or call people on the phone, right? And be an encouragement in that way, caring for people, encouraging people. The Lord loves that. He loves when his children invest in the lives of each other. Mm. So no matter how the Lord has called you in this stage of life that you are in to invest into his church, my encouragement to you is keep going, Mm -hmm. continue, right? The Lord is glorified through your acts of service, no matter how they, no matter what they look like, no matter how small, no matter how great, right? Whether you're preaching on Sunday morning or you're the janitor that's cleaning the toilets, the Lord loves you. And he loves your service to his church. And not one service, not one point of service is is greater than the other. Mm -hmm. The Lord loves when you give of your time, your treasure, and your talent to serve his people. So Mm -hmm. keep going. Keep going. The Lord loves it. And you are treasured by your father. And it'll be to the good of your people and the good of you. Right? You will be blessed as you invest into... uh, your people in the context of your local church. That's one. The second one, I would say this. If you, and, and this is something, again, speaking from, from experience. If you find yourself at the end of this year in deep distress or sorrow, perhaps you've been hurt by those that have been closest to you. Perhaps you've experienced betrayal. Perhaps trust has been broken. Perhaps you're in a season of distress or depression or anxiety. We all, we all experience that. That's something that unites all of us just as human, mm-hmm. right? My encouragement to you is to not abandon the local church, mm. but to seek the comfort and the healing that you need in the context of God's people. Yeah. You may have been hurt and burned by the church. I understand I understand and I, this, this isn't coming from a place of pride. I wish I didn't have to say, I wish I couldn't say this, but I understand better than most what it is to be hurt by the church. Yeah. But I can tell you from experience that the healing I needed and the healing that God gave me was not separate from his people, but within it. It was within the church and God will use his people to bring that healing, that restoration, that peace, and that joy. He will return that to you. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next week. But continue to press in. Continue to fight against the natural urge that we have to isolate Mm -hmm. and press into the local church and watch what the Lord can do. So that's my encouragement to you as one who has walked through that valley before and finds myself in that valley, uh, you know, more more often than I would like to admit. Yeah. It's the Lord's people where I, I see his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. 
and and the Lord will use his people, he will use his church to restore to you what has been taken. I just want to encourage you in that. And that that applies to all of us, yeah. right? I know Jack knows what that's like. I know what that's like. And I'm sure that you listening to this know what that's like as well. So that's our encouragement to you. Do not abandon the church. Plug in. Commit. Make the local church central mm-hmm. to who you are, and you will be blessed. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I've been learning this year. Yeah. And I think that's the rallying cry and what we, Jack and I, are going to continue to preach and to shout on this podcast amidst all the fun that we have and the cigar reviews like and all, all the all the goofiness that, that, that we like to bring into it. We want you to commit. We want you to experience the joy that comes from making the local church central in your life. Right? Exactly. That's what we got, man. Yes, sir. There's nothing better. It's amazing. So... Thanks for sticking with us, guys. It has been yeah. an awesome year. Yeah. 2022 is coming to a close. 2023 is on the horizon. And uh, we will be back next week, next year, with the exact same mission, the exact same the exact same uh, 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 drive in this podcast. We want, we, we want you to love your church. Mm-hmm. And we want to uh, be a small part of, I mean, what, what gives you some encouragement. And uh, increases your commitment to it. So that's what we try to do. We thank you guys. Uh, we thank you for sticking with us. I think we've got the best listener base, man. Yeah. I know every podcast says that, but we really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, Jack, for the last time of 2022... Why don't you get us out of here? Big man? Eva has sung for the last time. For the last, tw- yes. She shall <laughs> sing again. She shall, shall sing again. Yet it will be a new year of the Lord. <laughs> Unless Jesus comes back. Hey, you know what? It could happen. It, it could. could. Dude, if they're, look, I, I'm, I, I'm with R.C. Sproul. I'm with Papa Sproul on this one. Mm. Uh, I might not believe in the rapture, but if it happens, I ain't, I ain't going to complain. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be sad. <laughs> But yes, Jesus, Jesus, come swiftly and take us home. <laughs> Jack, get us out of here, my brother. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate Josh and I's commitment to make the local church central to the believer's life, you too can follow us on the sociables, if you will. The different sociable platforms, whether it be all of them, the Facebook, the Metaverse, the Zuck site, it could go down the next 24 hours, we don't know. The Instagram, if you will, a little bit more uh, appeasing to the eyes, if you will, and all the pictures. Much aesthetics. Yes. So much aesthetics. Goes well with chocolate and marshmallow. Or you can follow us on the Muskerville, if you will, or go into Muskerville. The Twitter, the Tweaker. That's right. Little Blue Bird site. You can follow us all on those sociable platforms at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Josh. You can tell the lovely people how they might continue to join in with us on this journey of being evangelists. That's right. <laughs> evangelists pointing the pilgrims. Out, hey, this city of destruction is going to burn. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Uh, yes, there are multiple ways. Uh, you can uh, head on over to Patreon if you felt like for a $5 holla. You could become a Patreon supporter, and your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. You can head on over to reformatorypod.com if you feel so inclined. Last but certainly not least, if you're on Spotify or Apple, scroll down. Give us a five star. Five star for five solas. 
We'd really appreciate it. Leave us a little review. Let us know what you like about the podcast. Let us know how you found the podcast. Helps get the podcast out to more people, the more uh, likes and ratings that we have. It also associates us with other like-minded podcasts, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I like that, too. We definitely appreciate you guys doing that, if you would feel so inclined. Bless Jack and I in that way. Mm -hmm. We thank you guys for listening, and we will see you all next year for the next step of the Reformatory.